Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Dav Chavtes and Masechas, Ksubis, which means we're starting Elanaris. Well, we're in Yeshiva, guys. There's no Yeshiva Bachar that goes through Yeshiva years without learning Elanaris. We're about to learn why. Uh, to think of how much ink has been spilled and how much coffee and cigarettes have been consumed uh, on these pages. So the Elanaris, what does it mean? I think it, uh, if we just read right into it, we won't understand anything. So five minutes maybe of quick introduction, okay? Elonaris is the Mishnah saying like this. There is something called an onus and something called a mefata. Those are two tragic scenarios. One described in Perikhof Beis in uh, Sefer Shmos. One described in Perikhof Beis in Sefer Dvarim in the Chumash. The situation is like this, David, good morning. Let's say Dvarim first. A person finds, the Pasuk says, that when a woman is violated, okay, if she's a Nara, the Pasuk says, Ki ish nara besula asher lo orasa. That's important. She has to be a Nara, which we're going to explain, because after all, the name of the parak is Elan Naros. I'll say it right now. A Nara is a stage of develop, development of a girl, where up until age 12, she's a Katana, Okay, then afterwards she becomes a Nara from 12, and then by 12 and a half already she has Shtesaris and she's a Bogaris. So we're talking about a girl from 12 to 12 and a half. Why Dafka and Nara? We shall see. We'll take that slow. But if a Nara is violated and she's a Basula, a Sherlo Rasa, which means she did not have Arison, because uh, Andrew, if she had Arison, then this perp or traitor has bigger problems, as we'll see, right? Because that's already. Uh, a, a even more massive isser that he may have to deal with. But let's say she's single girl between 12 and 12 and a half, right? And he violates her. Uh, onus. Then what is the consequence? He has to give, and also uh, ish, he has to, this man, this perpetrator, has to give her father, chamishim kasef, beloti yeli isha. And then he has to marry her. Lo I'm skipping some. Uh, some of the uh, words in the Pesukim, but the bottom line is, the consequences is he gives a chamishim kesef knas to the father, and he has to marry the woman forever. Okay? In contrast, v'chifates, and now this is not rape, this is seduction, which means that she was a willing participant. Again, a nara, it, well, it says in the case of the, in the case of the mefate, this, so the first case was ones, Second case in Shmos Chaf Beis is the Mefata. So that's seduction, also a Basula, also obviously Lo Rasa. Then it says, interesting, Mahori Marena Lalisha, I better get married quick. And there, however, And then it says that there, if, as opposed to in the case of an Anus, where the perpetrator has no choice but to marry the woman and to give her Chamishim. Kesef, here there is a choice. They can either get married right away, and then there's no knas, or if either the father refuses to take this beautiful, uh, wonderful young man as a chassan, or the chassan himself refuses to marry her, then that's where they have the knas. And it says, Kimbohar habesulos. Okay, that's the amount. And as we will see, the amount is the same. These psukim, that appear, okay, in the case of, uh, and we'll see, it'll already 
happened, we'll already see it in the first daf. It's interesting that in the case of the Anus, it says, It says Nara several times. In the case of the Mifate, it says, Ish Besula Blorasa Habisulos. Okay, our daf is going to discuss why it says Nara several times, why it says Besulos uh, several times by the Mifate, and it's going to learn that the Knas is the same. Okay. So, we've given a little bit of an outline of the Psukim and the Chumash. Now, what is Elunaris about? Elunaris is about the following case. It, reading the first few words, Elunaris Shiyeshnaim Knas. Those are the first words, top of Chavtesim and Aleph. What does that mean? It means the following. Okay, we already discussed that when you have a Nara and she's either Onus or Mefate, you have to pay a Knas. Now, that is presumed that she has to be a Basula. That already the Pasuk says. But what if she has other psulim to her? What if she has, what if the connection, uh, either the, uh, what if the girl is either inherently puzzle in a certain way, like she's, as we'll see, like she's a mamzeres, for example, or if their relationship between the perpetrator, right, let's say the rapist and the girl, is one where if they were to get married, as we see in the case of an un, they have to get married, right? So what if the perpetrator has a relationship with her where, let's say, he's the Kohen Gadol and she's an Almana, or it's an Isr Lav, or, right, or he's a Kohen and she's a Grusha, or maybe it's one of the, right, one of the Krovim, as we discussed in Masechus Yevamos, where there's an Isr Kares. So now, what do you do? In other words, our Pasuk says two things. You get a knas and you have to get married, okay? Well, what if the marriage itself would be an unsavory shidduch, an unsavory proposition? Rape aside, right? The incident, put the incident aside for a second. If the marriage is not a, right, recommended proposition or is aser, meter abanan, or is an iser lav, or is an iser kares, does that mean that you still pay the knas or not? That's the question. So our Mishnah is saying, these are the women, which means these are the girls where were there to be a violation of this girl as prescribed in the Psukim, and there were to be some right issue with the relationship between her and the rapist aside from the incident, they, despite that relationship, they still get the knas. That's the topic of the Mishnah. So already you're starting to see why this is a yeshivish parak. Now, the, what is it doing here is, okay, so that's something that Mepharsha can explain, what, why this parak is here and why we're learning this. Um, but we'll just go with one, one of the ways of understanding it, which is to say that the very first, right, Mishnah and Ksubis talked about that Basula Nises, you might recall, and th- that you have to find, obviously we're talking a lot about uh, marriage to Basula and how that affects the Ksuba and how that affects the payment. And so there are cases where the woman is not a Basula and it's because of some of these, perhaps some of these tragic incidents. And so now we're maybe for that reason, according to some uh, explanations, talking about the different ways that a girl um, against her will or willingly can approach right the wedding day uh, Rahman, it's not, a lot, not as a basula. That could be one of the reasons that we're learning that here. And some of Farsham say that. And of course, we're learning Subas, and so we talk about 
different knasim and how different right payments to the father are um, right are initiated, and so that could also be a reason. Of course, we're talking about the marriage of the kala, so we're also going to be learning about the stages of development of of the girl and the difference between the father's ability to marry her off when she's a katana versus when she's a nara versus where she's a bogeres, as we've described. So all of these stages come to light in this, the third chapter of Masechus Ksubas. Without further ado, let's read it inside. So, Elu Nara's Sheishlein Knas. So as we've already described, that's what Rashi's explaining. Dafka and Nara, as we've explained, Yeshlein Knas means, let's talk about the Anas, the case of the rape, she still can get a knas. So, who are the women? So, three categories. Category number one. Habala mamzeres. Be'ala nesina, be'ala kusis. So, saying it outside first. There's no iser uh, necessarily, as we'll see. Um, however, these are unrecommended shiduchim. Obviously, mamzeres, there is an iser. In other words, you're not supposed to, um, you're not supposed to marry a mamzeres. Unless you're a mom's heir. So it's an Isra Lava Bakahal. The reason why I'm taking this so carefully is because so much ink has been spilled and there is massive machlokas Rashi Tosfas, both on the Nasina and on the Kusis. These are not easy cases to understand in terms of what the violation is. So the basic idea is that there's something wrong with the Shirach. That's for sure. Okay? But, and, and that there's a Knas irrespective of that, right? That despite the fact that there's something wrong with the shidduch, there's a knas. So just to explain the fundamentals here, if the girl is not Jewish, okay, that girl does not get a knas. That's understood, right? In other words, the psukim are talking about Nara Basula, they're certainly talking about a Jewish girl. Obviously, you don't go to the non-Jewish father of a non-Jewish girl and pay her chamish and kasaf and marry her. That you definitely don't do. So what happens with the mamzeres, right? So the mamzeres, right, you're not supposed to marry. Yeah, that's an iser, uh, an iser love. So wait a minute, they're unfit to marry. Well, once they're unfit to marry, so then the question is, do you still pay her father a knas? And the answer is yes. According to this Mishnah, you do pay her father a knas, even though you're not going to marry the mamzeres. That's the first case. What about the Nasina? So there you have a big machlokas Rashi Tosfos. Because Rashi says that the Nasinim were a group of people, Givonim, okay, who were, there was a Gezera by David HaMelech, as we already described in Yavom Mustafa Ches, right, where there was a Gezera, uh, David HaMelech renewed a Gezera that Yeshua gave, that they're supposed to be like slaves forever. They're not really supposed to, you're not supposed to be Shidduch worthy, they're supposed to, that nation is supposed to be slaves forever. I have to keep it a little vague because Tosos asks, wait a minute, we have other contexts where Nasina is also Doraisa. The reason that's problematic in Rashi is because Rashi makes it sound like it's a Gezeros David Amelch. And he doesn't make it sound like that. He says that. Well, how could that be Doraisa? Historically, David Amelch lived after the Chumash. And therefore, how can Nasina be an Isra Doraisa? Okay, so for our purposes, we don't really, I, I wouldn't say, in other words, whether the Isra Dura Raisa or Dura Bonan, we know that it's not a good Shidduch, and they're not supposed to get married. And the Chiddush is that she, her father would get paid a Knas anyway. But the Nasina has to be Jewish. If she's not Jewish, you're not paying 
a knas in any event. So it must be that this is somebody from the nation of the Nisinim who converted, right? And now, right, she was violated. And now the question is, you would never marry her even though she was converted, whether it's Durban or Raisa is, okay, we could talk about it all day, but you would still never marry her despite her conversion. And therefore, even though you're not going to marry her, it's a chiddush to say, as our Mishnah does, that her father would still get the knas anyway. Okay? Um, that's Nasina. What about kusis? So the kusim we've already discussed. There's a machlokis about whether they were gay or arayas, which is to say the following. The kusim were a nation that were gay or uh, that it was assumed that their conversion happened because they thought in those days it was better to be a Jew. The lions were ravaging all the non-Jews, and it was a time that it was better to be Jews. There was a massive, let's say, economic depression everywhere around, and the Jews were still running the banks and the nursing homes and having a great time and going off to um, uh, all kinds of, of fun um, Caribbean islands. So all the Kusim wanted to convert. Oh, So this is a disingenuous conversion. Well, that's what Rashi says. Rashi says, Kusis... Whoa, Tosfos can't believe that Rashi just said that. Rashi is saying they're Gere Arias, which means it was a disingenuous conversion, which means that they're Goyim. Los Ischaten means you're not allowed to marry Goyim. Wait a minute. If, you're not allowed, if they're Goyim, then of course they're not going to get a Knas, says Tosfos. You don't give a Knas to Goyim. This cannot be the Pshat. The shot has to be that they are, that you hold, because this was in fact the machlokas with regards to the kusim. The shot has to be that you hold that the conversion was in fact a valid conversion. Otherwise, they certainly would not get a knas. And so therefore, why would you think that they're not getting, why would you think that you don't give them the chamishim kesef? In other words, the mission is teaching you that you do give them the chamishim kesef. Why would you think that you don't if their conversion is in fact Valid. So the answer would be, well, it's still not a good shidduch. Like, <laughs> they're puzzle, right? It's a psul in some way. But, and therefore that's category one. Category one is there's an iser or a psul, right? This is where it gets, you have to really split the difference and start splitting hairs. And that's what you do in yeshiva when you're, try, you're trying to figure out why this category, because this mission is perfect for yeshiva. Three different categories of, right, a problematic shiduchim. <laughs> and then, each one, you have to say, why does it fit into this category? That's what we're doing when we're in yeshiva and we're analyzing this. But be that as it may, if we want to keep it um, balabatish, right, then we could just say, well, these three women, the kusis, and, because after all, the, it's, the, it's the most beautiful thing you could do in yeshiva, is say, well, well, Tosfos has a really good question on Rashi. Rashi is saying, it's Yisrael Los If that's the case, why are they getting a 50 shekel? That's a really good question. So now you got to go to the Achronim, who are going to answer up Rashi. What did Rashi really mean? And then they teach you, Rashi always means something. You can't just throw it out. And then you learn a whole tire within Rashi that's greater than you ever could have imagined, okay? So that is where you see some of the beauty of the Lambdas that goes on in here and of the details that can be read into the Rishonim's words. So we have two options. We could sit here for another two months on these first three words <laughs> and really get the geschmack of it. Or 
we could try to at least understand it on the surface level, knowing that we want to go back and understand every word and appreciating that this kind of right thought and uh, this kind of careful thought is put into uh, every word by the Rishonim in all of Shas. Maybe Zohar to understand the length and breadth of all of Shas to its depth, um, Bezrat Hashem. But be that as it may, first category, Mamzeres, Nesina, Kusis, on the surface level, we'll say, there's an Isser here, or at the very least, a Psul here on this category, and therefore, the perpetrator would not marry these women, and yet, he still has to give a Knas. That's the point of the Mishnah. That Elu Naras Shiesh Lam Knas. Assuming he meets the other criteria, that she's a Nara, and she's a Basula, and she's not Orasa, which we'll discuss each one individually, assuming she meets those criteria, being a Mamzeris, the Sinan Kusis, does not mean that she doesn't get a Knas, she still does get a Knas. Okay, so now moving on. That was category number one. Category number two. Haba Lagi Yores, Valashvuya Valashivcha. Okay, Gioris is a convert. Shvuya was captive girl, we know already. Shifcha was, uh, right, a slave woman. So, Now, he's not raping them while they're in that status um, anymore. Of course, Gioris is redundant. Right, Gioris means that she converted, okay. So, she's already converted. Nishtacharu is, right, the Shvuya, the captive was set free, right? So what happened? And that would apply to the Shivcha as well, the slave woman that was set free. What happened, however, says in the Mishnah, right, whatever um, conversion or, right, um, emancipation took place, took place before they were three years old, as we've already learned, anything that happens before three years old gets erased because whatever... Basulim, she would she would have lost from being violated Rahman al as a toddler prior to three years old would regenerate and therefore technically they're still Basulos and that's the Chiddush of our Mishnah. So category two, number two, just teaches you the Chiddush that anything that happens prior to three years old doesn't count and therefore she still would be a Basula afterwards and therefore he would, it doesn't right take away that Right uh, requirement, and he would still have to pay the fifty, um, the fifty uh, kesef. Okay, um, I'll, I'll I'll say like this. In other words, again, uh, the one thing I didn't mention was that when a girl is considered an overes kochavim or is in captivity, as we've discussed, they are assumed to have been violated. Okay, so that that part I didn't explain well enough. They are assumed to have been violated. So the point is, right, that if they were the emancipation or the conversion took place any time prior to being three years old, so then despite the fact that they're assumed to have been violated when they were, right, toddlers, they got out of that situation by the time they were three, such that by the time they were three, they were already emancipated or converted, and therefore they were no longer being violated at that point, and therefore their basulim were regenerating, and therefore, just because she has a past that when she was a baby, she was a Ovedas Kochavim family, that does not mean that you don't pay a Knas when you violate her when she's a Nara. That's what this means, right? In other words, you violate a girl that had a past and was once a baby little slave. Okay, this is not very PC Gemara. Uh, but if she, when she was a baby slave, 
she had, obviously was being violated when she was a baby Overes Kochavim, but then she got out of that situation before she was three, before her third birthday, and now you're violating her when she's a Nara. You think you're going to get out of the Chamishim Kasif because you say, after all, the Pasuk says she has to be a Basula and she has a past, albeit while she was a baby. Well, that past while she was a baby does not count. She's still a Basula and you still have to pay the 50 Kasif. Very nice. Now the third and final group. Habal Achosov, Achosoviv. Now it's going to have Yivamas vibe. A person who is, I mean, these are all sick puppies, so we're not really uh, thinking that any of these guys are good for Shidduch. But this guy is taking it to the family. Right, his sister, his father's sister, right, his aunt from his mother's side, his sister-in-law, his wife's sister, his brother's wife, his father's brother's wife, which says, you can spend three months on this. So that is unbelievable, right? So they have a knas, and the Mishnah itself is now going to do what in yeshivas is called Bavorn Akasha, which means anticipate what you would ask. After all, this is an Isser Kares. We know that. Says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah, rather. Even though these are all Isser Kares, meaning anybody who, right, is cohabits with any of these women, right, be it rape or any other scenario, is, is, is going to be right, subject to an Isra Kares. So why would you be paying a knas? What the Mishnah is alluding to is, and the Gemara will flesh it out, is there's a concept of Kimle, but Rabbimine. There's a concept. Now we're getting yeshivish, right? You ever hear of Nechunya ben Hakana? He's not in today, but he's coming. That's, that's a pretty yeshivish name. Even the rabbis in the Gemara in Neir Lunara sound more yeshivish. Or maybe it's because of the associations I have with them. But anyways... I don't think we've met him yet. Shimon ben Nasya, Nechunya ben Hakana. These are yeshivish names. Anyways, this is a scenario where you would say, Kim Lebedarabamine. What do I mean? Well, we have a principle, which we'll discuss at greater length, not today, but soon enough, that when you have two punishments simultaneously, the one that you only get one of them. Now, this is only in Bezdin. That's the Chiddush of our Mishnah. That's an important Chiddush. Meaning, if you go uh, for, to a court, Right, and you and someone someone goes to court and they violated something that uh, in their one act would um, get a monetary fine and also the death penalty. The the principle we have is you give them the bigger of the two fines, in this case the death penalty, and in giving them the death penalty, you forgive, so to speak, the other fine. That's called kimle bedravamine. Give him the greater of the two penalties. Only that one, not the lesser one, which would be the monetary fine, okay? So you would think that if someone um, cohabits with one of the arayas for which he gets kares, that you would not have to pay a knas. Says the Mishnah, even though, yes, there is a chiv of kares, ah, but this chiv of kares, that's between you and God, so to speak, right? That's not happening in the court of law. Okay, so therefore, what's happening in Bezdin? Since there is no, right, Misa's Bezdin, there are some, um, right, there are some other relationships where he would get a Misa's Bezdin, then he would not pay a Knas. But these Korovos are in Isser Kares, and therefore, despite the Isser Kares, we do not say Kimle, says our Mishnah, 
and he gets the Isarkaris and has to pay the Knas. And so the Chiddush is that even in that case, he pays the Knas. Obviously, if there had been a Misas, misas Bezdin and we're putting him to death, oh, well, then he doesn't have to pay the Knas. That would be classic Kimlai. So that's the Chiddush of the third category of these women. Okay, so let's look in the Gemara. The Gemara asks, Sunny Naras Psulos Islu Knas, Kesheros Lo. So the first thing the Gemara says is, the Mishnah sounds funny. It says, These women get a knas. What are you saying? Only if they're problematic, they get a knas. And if they're, if it's a regular, right, base Yaakov girl who chas v'shalom gets violated, she doesn't get a knas. So the Gemara answers, Right? These are the naras psulos that, despite being puzzle, get a knas. Which is to say, obviously, if they're kosher, they certainly get a knas. We're just giving you the Kiddush ones, okay? So, and then it says, you write, Abal, Mamzeris, Vansina, Valkusis, et cetera, et cetera, right? These puzzle girls, despite the fact that her, their relationship to the rapist, let's say, right, is dubious, they still, and, and despite the fact that typically they would have to get married here, even though they're puzzle for marriage, they still get the Knaz, and it's the Kiddush case that the mission is teaching you. Not the pushed obvious case that's in the Psukim, where it's a regular, uh, so to speak, kosher, Shidduch, that would have been a kosher shidduch, where of course they get a knas, and they of course get married. Here, despite the fact that they're not getting married, they're still getting the knas. That's the chiddush of our Mishnah. Okay, that's inference diuk number one. Diuk inference number two. Now we're in Ktana Lo. Our Mishnah says that if she's a nara, elu naras, that's what it's called. These are the naras, by the way. Elu, right? It sounds like it's an exhaustive list. The Tosfos explains it's not an exhaustive list. There are other naras that would be puzzle, but for one reason or another are not mentioned in the Mishnah. Okay, to be continued on that regard. But be that as it may, it's clear in the Mishnah that they have to be naras, which means to say, ktana, low, right? Somebody, chas v'shalom, violates an 80-year-old, he doesn't have to pay a knas, mantana, and that reveals to us that this must be according to a specific tana, tana, right? Not... Um, not necessarily, every, not, not everybody would necessarily agree that she would have to be a Nara to get the Knas. What do you mean? As follows, says the Gemara. I'm a Ryuda, I'm a Rav, Rabbi Meir here. Our Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. Why? The Tanya, because we have a Brice uh, that says, Ktana, Mibasyom, Echad, Ve'ad, Shetavi, Saros. Okay, so from the day of her birth until she becomes a Bogeris, okay? Yesh la Mecher, Ve'ain la Knas. Yesh la Mecher means, that her father can sell her. Rashi. Yeshla Mecher. Yeshla via boz zechiel and machor le shifchus. Why is he saying shifchus? Because Mecher. Right? It doesn't sound like he's betrothing her, although he could do that. Right? He could marry her off, but here he's selling her off. Okay? Father has authority to figure out what he's going to do with his daughters, Mido Raisa. Right? In order for them to be supported. So one of the things he could do is sell her off to be a slave girl. Okay? And she's not entitled to a knas. Uh, and, and, and I, I didn't mean until Bagras. That, that was a, that was a fatal yeshivish error. When I, when I said Shte Saras, I meant until she's 12. Um, right? Until, whatever, until Shte Saras, until she has two pubic hairs, until she reaches the next level from katana. Okay. So again, the whole time that she's a katana is the point. Okay. So the whole time she's a katana, her father can, sell her off, and she doesn't get a knas, again, because she's not a nara yet. Okay. Now, there he goes. 
right? From the time that she starts, right? So we'll call it 12. Let's assume she starts sprout at 12 to make it easy so we could keep it straight. So from the time that she has the Shtei Saros, and until she's like 12 and a half and she's a Bogeres, yesh la, right, knas, ve'ein la mecher. Divrei Rebbe Meir. So Rebbe Meir holds like this. Never the twain shall meet. It's a zero-sum game, Barry. That until she's 12, she's considered a katana, and it means that her father has the authority to sell her off or betroth her off or whatever. We'll call it sell her off to slave because that's what the Brasa says. But she does not get a knas until she becomes a nara. And that's, in fact, what our Misha says. A lunaros, right? Once she becomes, once she has, turns 12, bef- until she's a bogaris, it's that six months win- window, we'll call it, where she's a nara. It is only then that she gets knas. And by the way, zero-sum game, when in that period of time when she gets a knas, she cannot be sold off by her father. Those two are mutually exclusive, according to Rabbi Meir. And therefore, when we talk of knas, we can only be talking about a nara. And that, in fact, is what our mission says, elu naras. Okay, that's Rabbi Meir, right? And Rabbi Meir used to bring this point home by explaining that it is indeed a zero-sum game as follows. Says the, right, Raisa Shehaya Rabbi Meir, Omer, Kol makam sheyesh mecher ain knas, Kol makam sheyesh knas, ain mecher. You'll never find a girl that can be sold off and also have a knas, which is to say, the entire time up until she's 12, when she can be sold by her father, she is not entitled to knas, and then beyond that, once she's a nara, and she can no longer, right, and she can get a knas, she can no longer be sold by her father, those two are mutually exclusive. That's the shita of Rabbi Meir. However, yeah, uh, younger than three, it's not going to work because she's not even considered a basula when she's younger than three, right? Because if those basulam are going to grow back, so then regenerate, so then you're not going to be considered a basula, right? Then it's no big deal to be a basula. Anybody could be a basula when they're younger than three, but, uh, Andrew. But <laughs> over here, uh, so, 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 so from the age of three, right, until she has full adulthood, which includes the period of Nara, yesh laknas, yeah. But that is quite, right, quite a chiddush because what happens is, or it's a departure certainly for Mimer because it means the entire uh, span of time from age three until age 12, she does in fact get a knas, despite the fact that her father can marry it off. Now, the truth of the matter is, the, the Chachamim are not mentioning the father's mecha, right? Rabbi Meir in this b'risa is making a big deal out of saying that they're mutually exclusive. Like as if there's a relationship. He certainly seems to hold that there's a mutually exclusive relationship. Like somehow he's trying to, he's either saying that it's a coincidence, but it's still halachically true, or there's some right rationale to why the father's sale of the daughter and her being able to get a knas is mutually exclusive according to Rabbi Meir. Whereas the Chachamim they're not commenting on the father's mecher. All they're saying is she can get a knas already from the age of three. So therefore, certainly our Mishnah that says Elonaris is not the sheet of the Chachamim because our Mishnah is talking about Naris. According to the Chachamim, she could already start getting knas when she's three years old. Oh. So now the Gemara just wants to understand what are the Chachamim saying in the Brisa? Chachamim say knas in mecher lo? Huh. 
The Chachamim are only talking about the Knas, that she could start getting it at three years old. Does that mean that that's when the father stops being able to sell her? Right? Right? Because are we still within the mayor's worldview that the Knas and the Mecha are mutually exclusive? If that was the case, that would mean that when the Chachamim say that she already starts getting the Knas, then she stops being able to be sold by her father. Does that mean that her father can no longer sell his wife as a slave girl when, when she's like three years old? So the Gemara, no, 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 that's not, can't be what it means. Ema, as we arrive at Chavtesem and Beis, no, what you should say is, Af knas bimkom mecher. That the Chachamim fundamentally disagree with this shot of Rabbi Meir. And the Chachamim hold that even, what, although the father could still, right, have the authority to sell her off, She's still, from the age of three to the age of 12, that whole time she could be sold off, but she also still gets a knas despite that. That's the first Rashi on Chavtesim and Beis, right? Umishum knas, nakat bas shalosh, avalamecher, mi bas yom echad, saros, right? That it mentioned knas because that's the only area of the argument, right? Um, they don't disagree with her mayor about when she can be sold. That's a different halacha, right? But they disagree about the selling and the knas having to be mutually exclusive. And therefore, the Chachamim would have her, right, collect the knas from the age of three and onward. Uh, obviously, before that, she's not a basula, and the Pasuk says she has to be a basula. But from the age of three and onward, she collects a knas according to the Chachamim. And therefore, the Chachamim are not the authors of our Mishnah, Andrew. The author of our Mishnah is the author of all the Stam Mishnahs is Rabbi Meir. And therefore, it is reflective of his shita that she only collects a knas once she becomes a Nara. Okay. So now the Gemara is going to say, are you really sure that, right, in the top line on Chavtesim Beis, are we really sure that these girls are going to get a Knas? That, that seems like it might not be the case. After all, says the Gemara, are you sure all these girls, the Chiyuvei Kares, right, the right, Chiyuvei Lav, the Psulos, they're getting a Knas? Are you sure? Says the Gemara, where am I? Why are they eligible to get a knas? Ikri kan. Well, let's see. The Pasuk says, Velosi Isha. Right? The Psukim that we read with the Onus of It says she has to, he has to marry her. So, wait a minute. Isha Haruya Lo. Right? We've explained that Pasuk to mean that obviously the wife has to be, right, Royalo. So, just like we said, for example, she needs to be a Basula. That's a requirement in order to get a knas. So, you would say she also needs to be fit for marriage to him. Right? Because that's also mentioned in the Pasuk, that he marries her. So therefore, anything that doesn't apply to this victim, girl, should uproot the knas. And one of the things that doesn't apply to these girls is that she's not fit for marriage. So it's a big chiddush indeed, right? The, the, the Pasuk is laying out criteria. She has to be a nar. She has to be a basula. She has to be a sherlo o rasa. And he has to marry her. Now, if any one of those criteria, like he can't marry her, Right, certainly any of the first three criteria that I mentioned, if she's not a basula, not a mar- and she is Mu'reset, let's say, and she's not a Nara, so we don't give her her knas. So why is it that if she cannot marry him that we do give her knas, which is in fact the main chedesh of our Mishnah, why is that so? The Pasuk says that he has to marry her, and he can't marry these girls, so why is she getting knas? Says the Gemara, Amr Ishlakish. Ah, the Pasuk is teaching you that. Because the Pasuk says, Nara, Nara, Ha, Nara. Right, it says Hanara multiple times. Okay, as we as we said, Nara Yaseira. Really, it says it one extra time, but there's also a Hey Yaseira. Okay, so therefore, it's really at the beginning of the Hey Yaseira because it's actually spelled without a Hey. But 
leave that out for now. Let's not get too technical. The bottom line is, it says Nara more times than it needs to. And therefore, we learn three things. Chad the Gufei. One is just to teach her the actual halacha, that she has to be a Nara. Vechad the Okay? And one is to add Chai Lavin, as we discussed. Right? Those girls in category one. Vechad the And then, the next, right, ex, uh, is to expound the, the, to the idea that even the last category of girls in our Mishnah of the Chai Krisis, all three, therefore, the reason why we have the additional Hanara in the Pasuk is to teach you that this Knas would apply to all three types of Nara. Now again, she would have to be a Nara according to Rabbi Meir and she would have to be Basula, Asher Lo Rasa, but to get the Knas, she could be three different kinds of Nara in order to get the Knas. Either one is a Chayiv Lav or another that is a Chayiv Krisis. That's Reish Lakish's source uh, for the Shita that these women, you know, that's how our Mishnah, that's where it gets this limud from. Our Mishnah learns it from Reish Lakish's Nara, Nara, Ha, Nara. Okay, that's Reish Lakish. Rav Papa disagrees. Rav Papa Amar, we'll see, maybe he doesn't disagree, but he has a different source. Basula, Basulos, Ha, Basulos. This extra Nara appears in the Anusa. This extra Basula appears in the, in the one that, that was seduced, the Mefuta. The Mef, now, the Mef, now, they actually, as we will see, get the same knas. So that's why we'll see there's a Gzera Shava. Those two tragic cases of seduction or rape actually can be uh, compared and you can learn one from the other. That's part of what we're learning here. Once you do that, then even for the raped one, for the Anusa, you could use the Psukim of Besula, Besulos, Ha Besulos. And there again, in that Pasuk of the Mefuta, right, in Shmos Chavbez, there is an extra language, and therefore it refers to not only three different types of naros get knas, but three different types of besulos get knas. So again, as we've said, it has to be a nara, it has to be a besula, it has to be a shelo or rasa, but there's extra language both in devarim chafbeis of nara and in shmos chafbeis of besula, and that extra language, ha besula, teaches you that even if they're an isolav, or in Issachar's, they still get a knas. Let's read it inside. Rav Papa Amar Besula Besulos Ha Besulos Chad the Gufe, as we said, to teach you that she in fact does get right a knas. Mechad Lasuye Chayv Lavin and one two include Chayv Lavin. Mechad Lasuye Chayv Ekrisos. Just like Reish Lakish said by Nara Nara Nara, that's what Rav Papa says by Besula Besulos Ha Besulos. It's to include. These extra categories, which is the main Chedesh of our Mishnah, they too get a Knas, even though the marriage would be a Isserlav or a Chi of Karis. Now the question is, why would Reish Lakish, right, get it from Nara in Onus and Rav Papa get it from Besula in Mephate? What, why, why would one choose one source over the other? So the Gemara asks that. The Gemara says, Rav Papa, my time alone, my Lakish. Why is Rav Papa not like Nara, Nara, Nara? Why does he have to go to Besula, Besula, Besulas? Says the Gemara, "Whom he buy lele chedabaye?" Because her papa holds like a baye. The Amar ba alea umesa. The Amar baye rather ba alea umesa potter. Oh, that he uses nara to teach you a specific din, which is that if at some point between, we'll call it right, the violation, the incident, and the time that that it comes to collect the knas, this poor girl. That insult to injury passed away. He does not have to pay the knas to her survivors, to her father, let's say, 
How do we know that? Because it says, Shanamar Vinasan Lavi Hanara, Levi Nara Velolavi Mesa. This extra Nara comes to teach you that it, she has to actually be extant. She has to still be alive in order for the father to receive the knas. And therefore, because Rav Papa has to use that extra Nara to teach you that lesson, he can't use the third extra Nara for our Mishnah to teach you that even Chayve Lavin and Krisis get the knas, and therefore he goes over to Basulas. That's why he use, uses the Lashon from the Mefuta of Basula, Basula, Habasulas. Okay, so now Rish Lakish also learns that din. So why does he have to learn Nara and not Basulos? Rish Lakish, my time, Lamar Papa. Why does Rish Lakish not like using this Basulos? So, Hahumi Gezeira Shava. So Rashi is explaining he needs it, right, for the Gezeira Shava to teach you that Ma Kesef Amar Be'Oynis Chamishim Af Mefata Chamishim Umam Mefata Shkolim Ksiv Be'Yishkol Af Chamishim Shalom Shkolim that. It's Chamishim Kesef. What kind of Kesef? We doesn't say the denomination. Just says you, you spot her at 50. You give her a 50. Well, 50 what? Ah, well, in, in one, you, in Onis, you learn that it's 50. In Mephata, you learn that it's Shkalim. Ah, put it all together. Both in the case of Onis and in the case of the Mephata, it's 50 Shkalim. And that is what you learn from Habesula, because it says Mohar Habesulos. And therefore, that Habesulos is already Right, it's unavailable to learn for the for the Chiddush of our Mishnah, and therefore Reish Lakish prefers to use Nara Nara Ha Nara. Right, so the Gemara says, "Whom we buy the Gzeir Shav the Tanya Kesef Yishkol Kamar Besulos." That's in the case of right Shkalim. That's the case of the Mefate. Siyeze Kamar Besulos Umar Besulos Kazeh. So we see the connection already between the Onus and the Mefate that the Knas, what the actual Knas is, is learned by Gzeir Shava between the two cases. That it's 50 shek. Okay. And that is what uses up the Habasulos drasha, and that's why Reish Lakish prefers to use the Nara drasha. Okay, so now the Gemara asks, Reish Lakish nami baile lechedabai, Rav Papa nami baile lechzeir shava. You know, nobody disagrees with the fact that it's 50 shekel. And nobody disagrees with the fact that if the poor girl dies, that you have to pay her, that you don't have to pay her father. In other words, Rav Papa and Reish Lakish aren't arguing. They don't disagree. So, they, they agree with each other's psak, la halacha. So why are they, uh, so, so what are they going to do, right? They're both missing a drasha. So w- whether you go with mefate of nara, nara, ha, nara, or uh, the, the, of onus, or the mefate case of basula, basula, ha, basulos, you're missing a drasha here. And, and you have to hold of each other's chiddush that, uh, right, halachically, both the one of Reish Lakish and the one of Papa. So how do you reconcile that? So says the Gemara, Yeah, really there's six psukim, and it's nara, nara, ha, nara, basula, basulos, ha, basulos. And what Rav Papa and Reish Lakish are really doing, what they're really doing is, they're learning from the conglomerate of all, right, six, right, really it's, it mentions it, ha, nara, and ha, basulos. So that extra hey counts as an extra limud. And now you appropriate the six available drushas as follows. Trey right? One nara and one basula is to teach you the actual din in those, um, in those cases, right? Chad v'chad shava. And then one to learn nara, uh, just like we said, within abaye, and one for the gezeira shava that we discussed, the teacher is chamishim kesef. And I asked for the And now you have two left over. So one is Chad Lasuya Chayve Lavin, Chad Lasuya Chayve Krisus. And so what's happening? Oh, so beautiful. 
Reish Lakish and Rapapa are coming together. They're bringing all six Limudim together and they're sharing the Psukim in order to have one to teach you, right, the din of Abaye that you don't pay it after, they don't pay uh, the father after the, ch- the girl dies. The other to teach you the din, right, of the Rav Papa, of the Gezeira Shava, that you pay the Chamishim Kesef. The first two to teach you where you're supposed to learn in the first place, Pashup Shat and the Pasuk. And when they put their Psukim together, as the Papa always does with the Achdas, right, then they can share the last two Psukim to learn that even Chayve Krisis and even Chayve Lavin get the Knas as well. Beautiful. So now the Gemara says, Right? So now, our Mishnah that says that you get a knas for these girls that are psulim, that is not agreed upon by everyone. There are Tanaim who will not give a knas to all the psulim. How do we know the Tanya? Because we have a, a Brysa that says, Velociele Isha, right? That in fact, as we said, there are certain criteria. She has to be Nara, Basula, Lo or Rasa, and he has to get married to her. So some hold that that last thing has to be a criteria that he must be able to marry her. In fact, as a machlokas, how kosher does that shidduch have to be? Shimon hatemoni oimer, He's not going to allow the isure karis because she has to have, uh, the condition has to be chal. Yeshbahavaya means that if you're mekadasher, it actually works, even if it's an isur, right? And Rav Shimon ben Menasya omer, isha Right? That it can't just be that the Kiddushin is chal, but it has to be re'uya l'kaima. She has to actually be not an usher. That it's, that's a, a ro'i shidduch, a good shidduch. Not just a shidduch that will actually work if you're mekadashir. My benai, what will be the difference between them? I'm already bezera. Mamzer sunasina yikibbenai. Well, a mamzer sunasina, you're not allowed to marry them, but if you do, it, it works. You would have to get divorced. Lamada, amar yesh bahavaya, hanami yesh bahavaya. The kiddushin works. Right? In other words, those who say that all need to happen is for the condition to actually take place in order for her to get a knas. Well, this condition took place. It was not recommended. It was an isser, but it took place nonetheless. So therefore it would work. But according to Shimon ben Minasya, this is not a good shidduch at all. Karen tribe would never recommend this shidduch. And therefore, it, he should not be able to get a knas because it's a violation of, right, the havaya, right, of, of the of the Velosiyah Le'isha. Okay, so that's the Machlokas. The, maybe that's the Machlokas. However, right? How does Rabbi Akiva understand this statement? Because Rabbi Akiva himself makes no distinction between Chiyav Lav and Chiyav Kares. In both cases, he's going to say that the Kiddushin aren't Tofsin. And as we've learned, if you might recall, he even will say that the Vlad is a Mamzer. So how does he understand? He doesn't have this distinction between Chiv Lav and Chiv Karis. So the Gemara, Ika Benar Almanal Kohen Gadol, Kerabi Simai. Well, an Almanal Kohen Gadol is an Isr Lav, and if you hold like Rabbi Simai, the Tanya Rabbi Simai, Omer, Minakol Oisir Rabbi Kiva Mamzerin Chutzma Almanal Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Simai points out that in the case of Almanal Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Kiva is going to say that even though that's an Isr Lav, the children will not be Mamzerim, unlike the other Isr Lav and according to Rabbi Kiva. Shahamrei Torah, Lo Yikach, Velo Yichalel. It says you shouldn't marry, right? A Kohen Gadol should not marry an Almana, and he should not make the children a Chalal. Says the Pshat, according to Rabbi Simai, Chilulin who Mamzerim. Yeah, he makes Chalalin, that's what the Pasuk is teaching you. That in the case of an Almana, a Kohen Gadol, you specifically only make a Chalal, but you do not make a Mamzer. It's telling you, Rabbi Kiva, even though you hold that an Isra Lav 
will create children who are mamzerim. This is her love does not create a mamzer. It an almanol kohen gadol only creates a chalal, and therefore, you, and therefore, the kiddushin is even according to Rabbi Akiva, and that is he's putting an onus on Rabbi Akiva to say so. It's according at this point in the Gemara we say according to Rav Simaya's understanding, the almanol kohen gadol will be the difference between Rav Shimon Atamani and Shimon Ben Menasya. We'll resume tomorrow with the fourth line up from the bottom on Chavtesa Middays. Bye-bye.